regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. Glad you joined us on the program today. We're going to be talking with Holly Sullivan of the Connecticut Citizens Defense League here in just a moment about the slow walking of the Second Amendment rights of Connecticut residents, uh, which is ongoing at the moment. Uh, Meanwhile, President Joe Biden giving us a reminder of his anti-gun attitudes during a a CNN town hall meeting on uh, Wednesday evening. The uh, president talking about his efforts to reduce violent crime said, quote, whether it's a nine millimeter pistol or whether it's a rifle, it's ridiculous. I'm continuing to push the elimination uh, of a sale of those things, but I'm not likely to get that done in the near term. That's right, President Joe Biden talking about not just a ban on modern sporting rifles, the most commonly sold rifle in the country, but a ban on handguns, which the Supreme Court has flat out said is unconstitutional. So if we had a press corps that was worth anything, there'd be some follow-ups to Jen Psaki today saying, well, you know, the uh, Supreme Court has said you can't ban handguns. So what the hell was Joe Biden talking about when he said he wanted to ban handguns? Is he trying to pack the court? What's going on here, Jen? I don't think we're going to see those questions from the White House press corps, maybe from, you know, the Fox reporter. Uh, But I suspect that uh, the White House is going to get a pass on this. Biden is correct, by the way, that he is not likely to get that done. Uh, in the short term, not without nuking the filibuster, packing the court, and, uh, by the way, ripping up the Constitution and the Bill of Rights into shreds. But it's nice of him to remind us that that is the clear intention and that is the ideology of anti-gun politicians like himself and his allies like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and, of course, the uh, gun-grabbing groups like Everytown for Gun Safety, Brady, Giffords, and the like. Now, in Connecticut, we're watching what's going on where uh, Governor Ned Lamont uh, is overseeing what was supposed to be an upgrade to the state's uh, background check system for gun purchases. Instead, that upgrade uh, has caused the complete failure of the system. And as a result, you've got an untold number of residents right now who are unable to exercise their right to keep and bear arms because they're unable to legally purchase a firearm to do so. Uh, I tell you what, all of this... It's just ridiculous. Kind of makes you miss President Trump, doesn't it? You know, a lot of people do. Well, listen, before we get to our conversation with Holly Sullivan, let's talk about a special offer that you do not want to miss. Now's your chance to win one of six signed photos of President Trump. These were hand-signed by President Trump, and soon one could be hanging up in your house. President Trump signed these photos. You want to make sure that all of his supporters had the chance to win one, and now's your chance. All you have to do is text CAM to 55404 today for your chance to win a beautiful photo of President Trump, First Lady Melania Trump, hand-signed by President Trump himself. And by texting CAM to 55404 right now, you'll get exclusive double-entry activation for a limited time. Again, text CAM, that's C-A-M, to 55404 to have your name entered twice to receive a hand-signed Trump photo. You don't want to miss this contest in soon. Paid for by the National Republican Senatorial Committee. All right, so let's turn our attention now in earnest to what's going on in Connecticut, where the Connecticut Citizens Defense League asking a federal judge now to get involved and do something about the unconscionable and I believe unconstitutional delays uh, in purchasing a firearm in the state. Holly Sullivan with the Connecticut Citizens Defense League joined us just a, a short time ago. Take a look and a listen. Holly, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's good talk with you today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first of all, let, let's talk about why the Connecticut Citizens Defense League has gone back to court here. Uh, I know that you filed this lawsuit last year regarding Governor Ned Lamont's executive order that basically shut down fingerprinting services, which in turn prevented any new gun owner or would-be new gun owner uh, from being able to purchase a firearm in Connecticut. But we've got some new problems, right? I mean, the governor rescinded that executive order after a judge said, look, you're violating people's constitutional rights. But now it seems like gun sales have come to a screeching halt again. Yep, that's exactly it. So last year when COVID happened, uh, Governor Lamont issued Executive Order 7E, which said that they did not need to do fingerprinting, which uh, we have two levels of uh, checks that have to happen in the state of Connecticut for somebody to get their permit. Um, so first at the local level and then at the state level. So fingerprinting was not happening at either level. What's unique here in Connecticut is you cannot buy ammunition either without your permit. So you need either a purchase eligibility certificate, a long gun um, certificate, or a uh, permit to carry. So, um, so you could not even, if you did not already have it, so let's say you lawfully own a firearm in your house, right, and uh, you don't have a permit to carry, but you needed some ammunition, especially during everything going on, the early stages of COVID, you could not even go and get the permit to be able to buy your ammunition. Okay, so so that order gets rescinded. Things go back roughly to normal. Still hard to find ammo, but that's not the fault of the Connecticut governor. Um, but so what? I guess it was what July 9th, the uh, state says, okay, we're going to upgrade uh, our background check system. But instead of upgrading the background check system, it looks like they've crashed the yeah. background check system. Yeah, it's horrendous. So um, these we. <sighs> Um, there's two issues going on here. They're going to upgrade their fingerprint system. So, again, people that were going for their permits, fingerprinting stopped at the local level again because apparently the local municipalities could not submit the fingerprint to the state. And then on top of that, in the state of Connecticut, instead of going through the federal NICS, the federal NICS system that almost every other state uses, um, we have to have something special because they don't trust the federal NICS system because somehow they believe that Connecticut can do it better. But clearly they can't do it better because the system is virtually non-existent right now. So um, we have FFLs here in the state that will call for thousands of times over an 8 or 10 hour workday and will not get through one. There's thousands of customers backed up. And, um, you know, sadly, customers will go to a different store thinking they'll have a different result. And that's just not the case. Um, every gun store, every FFL in the state is affected. This is I mean, this is amazing. And if you go out of state, I mean, let's say you drive to New York, you try to purchase a handgun there. Well, they still got to it, ship it back to your FFL in Connecticut. You right. still have to go through the background check there. So, I mean, there it sounds like there is no workaround at this There's point. Yeah, there's no workaround. And and that said, especially for first-time gun buyers, they might not understand that, right? They're frustrated. So they go, you know, I'm going to go buy one online, and I'll ship it to my, my guy here. Well, your guy here can't do any better. Um, you know, and it, it has absolutely no fault of the shops, no fault of the FFLs. They're doing everything they possibly can. Their salespeople are, are going through heck right now. Um, and it's a, it's a hard time, but essentially um, the industry is shut down here in Connecticut. And you guys have no idea when that's going to change because this shouldn't have happened in the first place. The the state says, all right, we're going to uh, have this. What was that? I said it was supposed to be like a two or three day uh, pause where they you know rolled out this new system. Now it's been almost two weeks. 
Uh, and I know Lamont has said, well, we're working on it. We're working on it. Uh, not, not good enough. I mean, you know, the, the federal judge who originally decided that uh, uh, Governor Lamont's executive order was unconstitutional said if, if people don't have the ability to acquire a firearm, then their right to keep and bear a firearm uh, is clearly being infringed on. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you hoping this judge will do now? Well, we need an immediate solution for these FFLs. Whatever it takes to give them immediate relief has to happen. If that means going to federal NICS, like every other, you know, New York State is, I'm about eight minutes to the New York State border right now, but I'm in the state of Connecticut. What difference is there in safety and quality if a firearm can be purchased eight minutes away versus here? Whatever has to be done that the state needs to fix it, they need the FFL need relief immediately. The customers, there are women out there that are trying to buy their very first handgun, that they might have a need for self-defense. I want to hear from those women. I want to hear their stories. I want to know what's going on. I want to be in touch with people in the state um, because they are out of luck. There are women that have been waiting that are in desperate need and cannot get means to self-defense. Absolutely. All right. So how can folks contact the Connecticut Citizens Defense League if they do want to share their stories with you? Sure. So my email address is simply president at ccdl.us. There is a website, ccdl.us. Um, and, and get in touch with us. We're on Facebook. We're on social media, uh, mostly Facebook. There's a there's a group. There's a page. Um, find us, and we will be in touch. I've got 19 amazing executive committee members. Uh, between the 19 of us, we will be in touch with you. Excellent. Um, and and do you know, uh, obviously, you know, you've requested this uh, emergency status hearing. Um, any expectation as to when uh, the judge might respond to that request? There's an additional meeting uh, scheduled for tomorrow. So parties need to come back with information in front of the judge tomorrow. So we are eagerly awaiting that. All right. Well, listen, uh, keep us updated, Holly. Thank you for fighting the good fight up there. Uh, and all the uh, folks at the uh, Connecticut Citizens Defense League, uh, we've got your back. And uh, please let us know what we can do to help. Thank you. I appreciate that. One thing that people can really do right now is donate. We are at the absolute, you know, we're in the heat of litigation right now, briefs being filed, all of that stuff. CCDL.us slash donate. There's a donate link right when you go on our website. We really could use all the support that we can get in the the two-way community. We just need everybody to stand together. So thank you. Absolutely. We'll be talking to you very soon. Uh, Holly, thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Thanks, Kim. Appreciate Holly joining us on the program. We're going to give you any updates uh, on the website, maybe uh, online uh, during the show on Monday. Uh, but uh, look for updates tomorrow afternoon or over the weekend at BarryAndArms.com from the uh, the hearing that is supposed to take place tomorrow. Now, before we get to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day and our recidivist report, we've got another little treat for you. You know, it's Friday. It's the last. Or actually, it's not Friday. It's Thursday. But we don't do a Cam and Company on Friday. So it is the last show of the week. And uh, last week, we kind of give you a double dose of something. We had two different guests. We're going to do the same this week, too. My friend Kurt Schlichter has a brand new book out right now. Today is actually the the launch day for the new book, The Split, which is the uh, latest Kelly Turnbull novel. I know a lot of you enjoy the uh, Kelly Turnbull books. So Kurt joined us to talk about the uh, the, the plot of the The Split uh, as well as uh, what it's like writing these books and uh, the the growing fan base as well. Take a look and a listen. Mr. Slichter, thanks for joining us today, sir. Word up. I've got my Wilson Combat shirt, and uh, I'm ready for action. 
Uh, well, it's a, it's a good day to be ready for action because uh, today is the day that your latest Kelly Turnbull book drops. And this one, I think, uh, not quite ripped from the headlines, at least not right now. Maybe, you know, who knows, a year from now, maybe next November, uh, The Split. So what can you tell us about, about the latest book, Kurt? Are we going back in time? Or are we going to actually figure out and learn more about uh, how the country fell apart in, in Kelly Turnbull's universe? Well, as you know, I uh, I have been jumping around temporarily, tempor- temporarily, temporarily, <laughs> chronologically. Uh, in the book, the first one, People's Republic, is kind of 10, 15 years in the future. Then I go to uh, uh, Indian country. That's much closer to the present. Then I go back to the future, a couple books. And then I go all the way back to the country breaking apart. This is right after that. This is about six months after Crisis, which is the last one. And uh, books out and selling. It um, hit 42. Uh, probably would have hit lower if uh, Amazon hadn't uh, had its algorithm say, wait a minute, there's obviously something wrong here. This guy can't be selling these main books. And we fixed that. Um, it's hovering at about 60 now. Today is my big pimpin' day. And uh, I got the 2.30 for our mutual friend, 2.30 California time. Oh, no, 2 o'clock California time for our mutual friend, Larry O'Connor. Uh, I wonder what I said. <laughs> so nice of so nice of Larry to schedule you at uh, 5.30 Eastern time uh, for a he show that lasts that. until 9. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm just, you know, he loves you, Kurt. He just wants to make sure that, uh, you know, he's helping you out. And that way he could replay yeah, he of that interview. Yeah, he loves time. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, it was, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to do hit after hit. It's like all my friends. Uh, so I get to hang out with all my friends and pimp the book. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, I, I, it's very gratifying. I get a lot of emails of people going, you know, there's nothing for me to read anymore. And then you have these conservative action thrillers that are funny. And, uh, you know, they love them. I mean, and, and my favorite is when they'll start doing, like, you remember the uh, William Shatner uh, SNL, where the kids are at the Star Trek convention, and they're like, when you went in that room in episode six, what was the room number? You know? Yeah. And they'll be doing that to me, and they'll be like, hey, at this point, the guy goes in the car, but, uh, you know, he didn't have a watch when he got in, but he had one later. What was up with that? Is it a magic watch? But smartwatches, kids. Yeah, come on. Uh, you know that is funny though that uh, you'll. But but clearly that shows that you not only have an audience for these books, but that you've got a fan base for these books, right? And there's a difference. I mean, there are, there are those folks who will pick up the book. Oh, that sounds interesting. But then the fan base is eagerly anticipating the next adventure. They're eagerly uh, awaiting the next chapter, and that makes a difference. I think. It does. Uh, it, it, it's great in the sense that I know that a bunch of people are going to get the book, but it kind of puts a little pressure on you. Uh, you know, I don't want to disappoint people. And each book is different. This isn't uh, like uh, uh, some of the guys who write thrillers write the same thriller every single time. And you mm-hmm. see the same beats and everything. And, uh, you know, more power to them. Uh that's not what I'm interested in. I want to do something different every time. And I do each book is different in tone, in plot. Uh, I mean, obviously there's some similarities, but I basically, uh, you know, go and uh, 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 lift from my favorite movies, uh, but different ones in each one. If you like, uh, let's see, which one? Heat is a, a big influence on this one. Okay. Um, okay. You know, I mean, like uh, Wildfire was Escape from New York. 
uh, and uh, you know, it's just a, a, a Zulu in crisis. I mean, I just I, I, I want to do it, I want to make it like a greatest hits album, you know. So there's no filler, right? So it's all good songs. So what what can happen next that people are going to like? I never I, I try to avoid the well, you know. I shouldn't do that because people like it. But, you know, for some arbitrary reason, I just shouldn't. So I do it. And, uh, you, you know, that's why there's so many Easter eggs in there. You know, well, I think the Easter eggs are one of the things that make it so fun to read. And by the way, I'm waiting for the uh, book that's based on adventures and babysitting. Uh, I'm, I'm lobbying for that to be the, uh, the next <laughs> Kelly Turnbull. Uh, you know, Elizabeth Shue makes a guest appearance. Keith Coogan, uh, you know, a, f- a criminally underrated uh, Keith Coogan. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I mean, that is one of the things that I think people really do like about the book is that it does have humor and it does yes. have those little Easter eggs. Uh, and so, you know, again, I, I think that helps build up that that universe helps you both get into the book, but it also helps you go, ha, you know, you when you see that Easter egg, you know, you can smile, you can uh, wonder how many other people got it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious, you know, considering that you're dealing with not necessarily an alternate future, but a potential future uh, yes. uh, for all of us. How do you wrestle with real figures in this sort of fictional world uh do you try to you know develop uh new democrat foils that don't exist in real life do you uh you know rip from the headlines and and uh, make you know democrats that we all know and uh won't say love but uh, know and are aware of are, are are they the villains how do you decide how much fiction and how much fact to put into one of these books well, Cam, when I do a villain, uh, a detailed villain, a main villain, it's going to be one I make up. But in this one, you you meet Eric Swalwell, and <laughs> there's really Swalwellian things. AOC shows up for a moment. Um, there there are uh, there there are a lot of cameos, and of course, I make them as ridiculous as possible. I don't want somebody somewhere. How dare you use that? I'm like, okay. Uh, do you really believe that uh, you know Eric Swalwell's going to make a call? And then there's going to be Chinese girls giggling in the background. <laughs> you know, is that, is that, if you want to go down that road that I'm, uh, you know, disclosing some sort of private information, uh, go ahead. Or if you want to say that's not so ridiculous, no one would believe it literally happened. You're basically admitting you bang Chinese spies. So I mean, you know, go either way. I don't care. Uh, I, I look. I, I do satire. I do parody. Uh, a lot of these folks show up. Um, uh, you know, the, the president in this one is, uh, is Biden and, uh, he, he has some interesting <laughs> adventures. Um, but yeah, it, but the real villains and the, the real villains are tough and you got to differentiate them. Uh, you know, some, they have some things in common. There are other, you got to find things that aren't in common and you've got to make them, uh, people are really mad because, uh, one villain, uh, did not get his comeuppance in the last book. And they were counting on it in this book. I'm not saying whether it happens or not, but, uh, you know. No spoilers here. All right. Well, I think we might have figured out, uh, you know, if Biden's the president, that would lend itself to an Adventures in Babysitting themed uh, book there. <laughs> exactly. Right. Babysitting, uh, babysitting Biden. Babysitting uh, Biden. Here's your mush. 
Watch the series. <laughs> All right, so the book is called The Split. It is out today. Uh, folks can uh, purchase it online and uh, send the uh, sales numbers skyrocketing. Uh, yes. This is a great beach read. I will tell you, I have not finished it myself. I'm about three chapters in, uh, but I'm really looking forward to actually having some time this weekend so I can finish off the next book. And I got to ask, now that the sixth one is out, are you already working on number seven? Uh, I have a chapter done of the seventh. I knew that would be the case. I knew that. Um, and I, I, I'm toying with some ideas. Uh, the next one is going to take place. Uh, it's going to have uh, 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 a lot of these are very urban. The next one may be more rural. And uh, who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, maybe, uh, uh, you know, guerrilla leader Cam Edwards will show up. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've got some uh, – I'm uh, – Look, it's so much fun writing these things. It's so much fun doing it. I mean, it, it takes a long time, and you're focused, and you feel guilty if you're not writing uh, until the book is written. But I, I really enjoy them, and I think other people enjoy them. And uh, I, I love the idea of doing conservative art, which is what art, but culture, which is what Andrew Breitbart told us to do. Mm -hmm. go, out and, go out and do it. Stop whining. Uh, I whine about it a lot in my uh, town hall column today, Destroy Hollywood. Um, you should read it. I reimagine Animal House. Oh, fantastic. So, All right. Well, I always try to read your columns, Mr. Slichter, but uh, I know listen. You do, and I'll give a little preview. In the new Animal House, uh, the character of Niedermeyer is renamed Millie. So. <laughs> That's, that happens. <laughs> Excellent. All right, listen, go pick up a copy uh, online. You can just download it right to your uh, e-reader. Yeah. Uh, the Split by Mr. Kurt Schlichter. Kurt, as always, sir, appreciate you spending some time with us. Best of luck with the uh, new book, and uh, I'll probably talk to you like in two weeks when your next book comes out. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably talk to me in two weeks when the next one comes out. All right, All brother, right. we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Mr. Schlichter, for joining us on the program. Go out and uh, buy his book. Right now, though, uh, we're going to turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, as well as our recidivist report. We will uh, start there with a uh, case out of New Orleans, Louisiana, where a woman known as the Voodoo Bone Lady, mm -hmm, accused of a uh, shooting for the second time in the past two years, uh, the Voodoo Bone Lady, that, uh, that, that, that's the name of her uh, uh, French Quarter Cemetery tour, um, the court system knows her as Anassas Bloomberg, 42 years of age, and the police say she shot a, a man Wednesday afternoon during a domestic dispute in Algiers, just across the uh, river uh, from the uh, French Quarter of New Orleans. Police say they detained Bloomberg at the scene, booked her with aggravated battery. Uh, she also goes by the name of April Caldwell, and as it turns out, back in January of last year, Bloomberg slash Caldwell slash Voodoo Bone Lady uh, was accused of shooting a male friend in the stomach during an argument. Police arrested her, charged her with aggravated battery, as well as firing a gun during a violent crime. She was given a $100,000 bond. She posted that bond. She was free. A couple months later, the voodoo bone lady was in court and pleaded, uh, well, she entered an Alford plea, which means that uh, she acknowledges that there is evidence of her guilt, but she's not saying she's actually guilty. In exchange for that Alford plea, uh, she received a single reduced charge of misdemeanor battery. So the felony aggravated battery charge was dropped as was the potential for any prison sentence for shooting somebody because Bloomberg received one year of probation in March of last year. So she's not even on probation for shooting a man 
last year, though she now stands accused of shooting a man this week. It's unknown, by the way, whether or not the guy she shot last year is the same guy she shot this week, allegedly shot this week. We'll let the uh, court system figure it out, but uh, I have a feeling that the uh, voodoo bone lady may be willing to uh, work some magic, take another plea deal. It's going to return her to the streets after a second alleged violent offense in uh, less than 24 months. All right, on to today's Armed Citizen story from uh, Yolo County, California, where a uh, homeowner shot two alleged intruders on his rural property. According to the Yolo County Sheriff's Office, the uh, elderly homeowner came home on uh, Tuesday evening, or actually Tuesday afternoon, and found that his house had been burgled. A, a gun had been stolen, other items had been stolen, and then Tuesday night, about 9 o'clock, he sees headlights there on his rural property, and he's not expecting any visitors, so he goes outside. He's confronted by a male suspect and a female suspect who accost him. He fires shots in self-defense, according to the sheriff's office. The uh, male suspect uh, died on the scene. The female suspect airlifted to a uh, local hospital there in California. The uh, sheriff's office says the investigation continues, but at this point, it really does sound like it was a case of self-defense. They describe the homeowner as cooperative. Uh, they also point out, by the way, that the suspects uh, both had recent uh, and violent criminal histories. So we'll see what the Yolo County prosecutor does with this case. But uh, again, right now, sure, sure, sure looks like a case of a guy uh, saving his life out there in uh, rural California. Finally today, our good deed of the day. This looks like a good Samaritan in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to help a woman trapped in a submerged car. This was in Melbourne, Florida. This car apparently went off the road into a causeway the other night. Uh, and that Good Samaritan jumped into the water along with a couple of Melbourne police officers. They were able to peel back the windshield uh, where the uh, driver was located. Apparently, the car came down with the driver's side submerged in the water. Uh, and so this was really a race against time to get this woman out. They were able to do so. Uh, officers had to perform CPR. And uh, she was not breathing, did not have a pulse when they pulled her out of the car. But thankfully... Because of the quick thinking of that Good Samaritan and the Melbourne police who arrived on scene, uh, they were able to get a pulse. She was able to start breathing on her own. Uh, and at last report, it looks like she is going to make a full and complete recovery. So amazing work there by the officers there in Melbourne, Florida, as well as that Good Samaritan who really was in the right place at the right time and willing and able to do the right thing. Now, that's going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Reminder, we are off tomorrow. Uh, for the show, but not on the website. We've got you covered with all the latest segment news and information at BarionArms.com. You can also become a VIP subscriber at BarionArms.com. All you have to do is go to BarionArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNS. Get 25% off of your VIP membership. We certainly do appreciate your support. We will uh, say thank you with commentary, analysis, and stories you can't get unless you're a VIP subscriber. And uh, you'll also get the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing that you're helping to support programs like this which bring you the latest Second Amendment news and information. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday with another edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.